Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Uh, this is Save It For The Podcast. I'm JC, JC Reno. This is an unusual uh, podcast, I guess. Sean isn't with us. Wait, hold on, hold on. Was that too early? I thought I told my dad I'm recording, and then he called me. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. No, I'm glad I can get another take on that. Welcome, everyone, to the Save It For The Podcast podcast. You might think this is Sean because of the tone of voice. It's actually Jason. <laughs> It's actually someone way sexier than Sean. Oh my. Welcome back. Seraphina did not laugh that whole time. She just looked at me like, what are you doing? What are we doing? We're making the best podcast possible. The best goddamn podcast we can with the absence of Sean. Sean's not here, so there's no holds bar. And, you know, we're going to be talking about, I'm I'm sure, Myers-Briggs later. And I think on the next podcast, we were talking about it. But Sean is an INFP, so we figured to replace him... We should have another INFP. I'd like to introduce Serafina. Hello. Welcome, everyone. This is my... This is Serafina. <laughs> yes. This is my friend, Serafina. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I hope you feel cozy and aloof. Because you got about two hours of sitting here with us. Yeah. You know, actually, we're trying to break the world record for the longest podcast possible. Yeah, so I'm glad you could join us on this particular one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, as the replacement of Sean. Yeah. You know. So how do you feel you replacing to... Sean, actually? Just to start out. I do it all the time. That's, yeah. That emotional you void. You have to prove yourself. For me, at least, she's definitely my... I mean, I might be vice versa, though. Maybe Sean's her replacement sometimes. Any thoughts? Any thoughts? I do the replacing. Yourself. <laughs> Sean who? Oh man! Oh, you're oh right. man! Sean? You're right, Sean Think who? The past. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the Save for the I'm Podcast. I'm so grateful Sean's not here. We don't have to talk about Care Bears anymore. Yeah, skateboarding. That was such a like drag. Valorant every other podcast. Every second. And, oh my god! I play chess. I ch- yeah. What the fuck, dude? You know, I, sometimes I want to talk about you know. Self-care. I want to talk about real stuff. Something real, dude. Something people can relate to. I don't want to, to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. Like fucking Yu-Gi-Oh, Care Bears and Yu-Gi-Oh. Bro, what kind of yeah. fantasy world? This is the Christian and JC and Serafina podcast. That's right. Where we all we talk about is stocks and power rankings. <laughs> so come on, Dang. come all, ladies and gentlemen. This is already binary better. Binary and all. Binary, any binary? Yeah. Girls, boys, TikTokers, it doesn't matter to me. Welcome. But yeah, that's that's the essence of this podcast. Sean isn't with us, but Christian and I and Serafina are going to carry it through. Sean, you know, he has an S in the beginning of his name, yeah. Serafina. Serafina. There we go. Close yeah. enough. Dude, oh my gosh. She's so many ways she replaces, and she does do the replacing, yeah. like she said. The essence of Sean lives <laughs> on with posy vibes. Topics, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get straight to it. No brass tacks. No brass tacks. We watched a movie. Netflix came out uh, around a couple weeks ago with their newest movie starring Chris Hemsworth. Sean, take it away. And by Sean, I do mean Serafina. She's lost. She doesn't know. (laughs) That's good. You're playing Sean perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where to start? Well... I was going to go straight in to talk about how this is one of the many movies of where a, again, it's like a white man hero saving a minority. Yes. 
I was thinking that the whole time. Where I was saying, like, it's the American... Well, it wasn't even American. I guess he was Australian, but... Australian white man. It's like the white protagonist. It's almost like the, uh... What is it? Heart of Darkness racism. But not really. And then it's just, like, all these Indians, and they're all disposable. Like, he kills a bunch of... He goes through them all to save this kid. And he's so noble. And he just thinks I didn't find it some. overtly racist. I just found it to be. It was fun, but there were some moments that are like cliche and typical. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I think it's like an. Yeah. It's an. I, I realized that like if you make an action film, you gotta meet some of those almost like. Yeah, in a way, because um, you know, are we gonna say spoilers? Yeah, I think it doesn't matter. Okay, so spoiler warning. So was it Sanju? You know, in the end, he turns out to be a good guy, and he's Indian, so... Yeah. You know, there's that factor. The kid is Indian. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth saves him, but... You know, I think in the end of the movie, they're trying to set up that they might do another one where maybe in the future, uh, like, the third movie, Sanju grows up, like, 20 years down the road, and he's, like, a John Wick type of character. Oh, and then he... Then he saves the white people. Oh, Slumdog Millionaire style. Damn. (laughs) yeah okay i think there was more like to go like behind the scenes stuff man sean would know how to introduce this or would he yeah sean take it away (laughs) oh my the the behind the scenes (laughs) (laughs) see that's how i introduced it oh man all right well let's talk about how this movie is actually like trending right now and one at the top is it trend Mm mm-hmm it's one of the number one Netflix films at the moment. Wow. What does that mean? I mean, it makes sense. I thought it was the most well-produced um, yeah. in memory that Netflix has done. And that really has to do with Chris Hemsworth's physicality and charisma to the role. I, yeah. You know, t- t- Tyler uh, Rake as a character is pretty typical. You know, he, he does things for the money. You know, you read about any, like, storytelling book and movies and they're like, you know, set up the protagonist and the call to action and the refusal to yeah. action and all that. Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty, you know, bare bones, but it worked. When it works, it works. And, you know, the end result, you know, successfully was done right. Right. I think I agree. I think the end result, like, it didn't feel too stereotypical. It didn't feel too, like, I understand when, the, like, a typically non-action fan looks at action and just goes, it's a bunch of nonsense and then with like with meaningful bits splittered in between, but yeah. I think every action scene, the tension and release and and you know build up and climax within every action sequence, I think that mirrors a narrative in general. And so, That's a good point. watching that how that plays out into different subsections and the pacing where it's like okay, high action that strings together a bunch of things, a, a series of tensions and releases, and then it has these lax parts that they describe things. I think that. That was where the, the tension of this movie was, and it reminded me a lot of Max Payne with the video game. Oh. Um, but that's obviously, I think those are all the cliched and like typical things that you, the essential ingredients of any action um, Yeah, the action that you bring up brings a, a good point, where you can clearly tell this was directed um, by a stuntman, Sam uh, Hargrave or whatever. <laughs> that makes a lot is. of sense. Yeah, because he did a lot of stunts for um, some Marvel movies. Okay. But so he had relations with Chris Hemworth from that or something? Yeah, so he did some stunts for Chris Evans and anyone else from Marvel movies. And it's like, 
very apparent that he knows what he's doing with stunt choreography. Yeah, he's good at imagination fights. for it as well. Yeah, like a clear example of that to me in this movie would be the sniper scene where like you come from different perspectives of oh the girl might kill the sniper who's trying to kill Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. and so the tension is you know universally wrapped up. Yeah, it's all like it's all bunched up together cleanly and like it's not enough where you can detach from what's happening like if the, if not a lot is happening you can get bored and just say i'm not really yeah. i don't need to pay attention but it can't be too much where it's like i'm disoriented and i can't yeah. i don't know what's happening like it's got to be somewhere in between there because like in a michael bay movie it'll be non-stop action and no breathing room to the point where you don't want the action anymore right. it's just boring to you that's the thing though like i remember or sorry, i remember miyazaki saying that about spirited away he's like oh you need breathing room yeah or else the audience will get really bored that's why he implemented the train scene but you know back to extraction it's like you know um a clear example of the action being very well done is the like super long take tracking shot and extraction you know the car and the whole scene it's like oh alludes to the camera as a tracking shot as one take okay yeah 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 which is a throwback. But yeah. then I was thinking like how they embed the pacing too though is when he's in the um when he's with the the guy from Stranger Things. David Harbour. David Harbour. <laughs> Mr. Hopper. Yeah, Mr. Hopper. Like that was like, so crazy to see actually when he was just in but how that whole part where he's there and talking to the kid, how that's a lull in the pacing. Like in the overall film. Like that gives the whole that gives to me that's the breathing room before the climax. Yeah. From a screenwriting perspective, it implements all those beats yeah. correctly. Right. Where it's like, here's a heart to heart with Chris Hemsworth and the kid after, you know, they've been through on this journey. The kid right. doesn't even know Tyler's name. It's like, oh, you need this moment right now. Right. But that's what's interesting. Because I think, like, when you say it hit the right beats, it's like, with this film, you can look at it at it as, how is it stereotypical? How is it not stereotypical? But it's yeah. almost like... At what point do you know that the genre is doing it? Like, like, how do you know what's essential to the genre? Where someone who might not be attached to the genre might think that's stereotypical and nonsensical versus... Yeah, I watched a lot of action movies and, like, this this is um, pretty worthy of the name. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to compare this to John Wick. And there's very obvious influences in this. Right, like, so wait, so I want you to go on about that, because for me, I don't, I haven't really watched a lot of strict action films other than, like, Marvel or Star Wars, but even then, like, I don't always go, that's like a treat, like, imaginative action is, is always like a treat, but I don't really go there, essentially, and I don't just go watch some, like, Furious 5, I never would watch that, it's not interesting. I wouldn't really classify that as action Okay. uh, movie, but it, it has a lot of action beats. Okay. To me, like a pure blood action movie, the closest a Marvel movie would get to that is Winter Soldier or Civil War. Right. Where it's very obvious that they have heavy influences by that. I agree. Um, Mad Max Fury Road is another example. Mad Max. Okay, that was good. Yeah. But what, what do you think? What do you think a successful? And you can talk about this in relation to Extraction. What do you think makes a successful action movie? Or like, what what's the necessary ingredients? And then what makes it stand out? Okay. Uh, you can tell a lot about a story and a character based on their movement and if they have experience with fights like look at black widow she's not the most physically imposing if you just look at her yeah but when she shows her skill set she's like a true badass i see you know 
there are moments like that in TV where you're like, yo, this girl can't physically beat up this guy. <laughs> but then she moves and you're like, oh, I get it. It's the agility, the skill. She's been training. Oh, uh, I see. So when you take a character like, I don't know, Tyler in Extraction, it's like, yeah, this guy looks like he can get stuff done. But it's up to the actor to see how far he goes with that role. Oh. Okay. So, in, in that sense, it's like... Those are those are the people making it work. But like from a yeah. from a viewer standpoint, what what makes an action movie, in, in like just in your opinion, kind of like, oh, good? from a viewer standpoint, like a typical audience, yes. you just gotta have moments that are like, oh shit, that was a sick ass move. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's gruesome, dude. Yo, that guy got decapitated, dog. Okay, and then just for the audience to not be like, like do you remember, that was dumb. What is the most memorable scene of Jurassic World? The part where like this one girl gets eaten by a shark, and then the a monster eats that shark. It's like, yo, that girl didn't deserve to die like that. <laughs> Everyone remembers it. Uh, okay. Just because, yeah. to me though, that's also because of the scale thing, where it's like, big giant animal, then like, holy shit, there's an even bigger one. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that that inverted my, my sense of scale. <laughs> or like, it blew my scale off. And so that's like... You know, something, something about this movie, like, I was watching it, and I was like, how much more of this is there? And then so I was on Netflix, I checked out the time, I was like, 15 minutes left, there better be some like crazy thing that happens. <laughs> no, it was 15 minutes of, uh, you know, credits. Of cre- yeah, I did the same, where I was like, oh man, so I was like checking, I was like, oh, so we got like 20 minutes left, five minutes later, it's over, I'm like, what the? <laughs> yeah, I thought there was going to be like some insane thing where like, the kid actually grows up 20 years later, and now <laughs> he's a mercenary, getting revenge or something. Right, they set up the, like, the kind of sequel though. Yeah, because in the end, uh, the Caucasian male behind the pool <laughs> yeah. is Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Oh, for me, the setting up is with the oh, with the woman. No, oh. the the little kid Farhad. Oh, he's gonna be obviously the new bad guy. Oh, because he shot point. Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. and then he got away. Oh, well, actually, yeah. So, what did you think of this movie, Serafina? Overall, what was your like main impression, other than just the race? <laughs> I'm yeah. like just I'm not an action person other than Marvel movies, um, just because I think it's like a lot of flash and bombs and yeah. shooting and just yeah. nonsense. And I like more of the story. Like I like the moments again in the bedroom where Chris Hemsworth and Ruji are talking, and there's that father and son dynamic. Yeah. Um. The the main character's son's story is also another thing that we can talk about. How it's Oh, yeah. Played it somehow. Keeps flashing back. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I've seen that technique done way many times yeah. before. Remind me so much of Inception. Just the flashback of the child, children, and also the music. Yeah. The original Mad Max did it. Mad Max, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of a boy was a daughter as well. Oh. Um, yeah, I feel like... Speaking of Chris... Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll just say it as fast as I can. Um... Where oh man well never mind I just That's lost not it fast. I lost it I you gotta go sorry <laughs> okay so speaking of Chris Hemsworth I'm really happy where his career is going he was pretty typecast as Thor but <laughs> throughout the Thor movies I found him to be really funny and yeah. I guess Hollywood finally realized how comedic he is and it really started with like that Ghostbusters reboot and then they implemented that into Thor three and then so on yeah I and was now 
Yeah, I'll go ahead. No, I was just, I was saying to JC when we started watching Extraction, I was like, I like Chris Hemsworth as a comedic actor. Yeah. yeah. He really excels at that. Um, but, you know, he also, he also excels at action. Yeah, I think that, and the, are you saying that's what he showed in this film? Yeah, like, I think he's going to be one of our generation's greatest, like, action heroes. Not Tyler, per se. You know, obviously Thor, but yeah. he can keep going on to do more roles like this. And have more He'll be like Sylvester Stallone, in a way. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. I think he has the huge potential for that. I think funnier, though, and sharper. Yeah, definitely. I think that a lot of this film also is, like, I don't know, I, I think the director would be like, well, you're not realizing this part and mentioning this part, but then part of me is like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care enough about... Yeah, this stuff. is the type of movie where if you watch it once, it might be, like, typical, but maybe behind, like, certain aspects, you're like, oh, I didn't notice that the first time. Right. You know, I, I talked about the long take before, and that is a scene I really want to rewatch over and over again. Oh, just as a scene, so though. well done. Oh, yeah. okay. I, um, I was also thinking of how, um, like... There's the, or like that whole, like that whole character archetype or, or like, cause what's he playing with? It's this, it seems it's a typical, like hard, hard lifestyle, yeah. indifferent man doing it for the money, but he has a sentimental side and that's yeah, kind like of. it's like Han Solo. It's like Han Solo, really? Yeah. If you remember in the original Star Wars, Han Solo only does it for the money because he wants oh, right. to be the princess because she's rich and he does not want to continue to fight, but then he comes back to save Luke. So in a sense, that's kind of what Tyler does. <laughs> Just less exaggerated. Star Wars already did it. Don't try to do anything with film. Yeah. It's a classic <laughs> trope. Right, it's a trope. Uh, oh, I when I saw the credits, I was like, I kind of low-key wanted to see this in the theaters. Right. You know, the, the COVID epidemic kind of ruined it. Yeah. And it would have been really cool to see this with an audience. I agree. It looked like the way it was done, like the the size, and and I think also the um, like the brutality in a way, like the way it affects you. It would be more. It would be much stronger if it was on a large screen. Yeah, definitely. But you know, I guess streaming services kind of like are saving movies right now and TV. Yeah, like we don't have entertainment, or it's like sustaining. I think it's like sustaining. Yeah, the more like sustaining release dates and lets people work on the next thing, and we don't get backed up with these films. Exactly. I'm sure there's a lot of disappointment though. It reminds me of the um, the uh, Martin, Steve Martin. No, who who made Goodfellas? Who directed Goodfellas? Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Got him an idiot. It reminds Steve me- Martin. <laughs> oh my! I'm sorry. Yeah, I would love to see that movie. Martin Scorsese. Like when he was um talking about The Irishman, and he was like, "I wouldn't watch it on a phone. Maybe a large iPad." Yeah. <laughs> like it's funny. <laughs> That's why I still haven't seen The Irishman. I just don't have like the you, time you don't have to the watch right. it. Yeah, it takes. I want to watch it uninterrupted on a TV. I guess. Yeah, on a TV would be right. Not a, yeah. not an iPhone. No, not, definitely not. Not meant for an iPhone. Martin Scorsese told us so. Yeah. <laughs> this one's for you, Marty. Thank you, Marty. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of uh, streaming services, Disney announced that for Disney Plus, for thirty dollars additional. You can watch Mulan with your whole family. Serafina, are you excited for Mulan? What are your um, thoughts on that? No, to be honest. <laughs> Why not? I haven't been a fan of the life remakes of the Disney movies. I agree. Yeah. 
Well, there are the, some that are average and some that are terrible. I, I, I never really hit the park with one. I liked um, the Jungle Book one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, me too. I I feel like a lot of people say they didn't, but I actually really liked it. I thought it was pretty good, but then I didn't like the Lion King one. Yeah, that one's pretty average. Um, it was just underwhelming. review for that, I made a review for that video, and it's, okay. I mean, that movie, and it's kind of biased because I haven't seen the original, you know, like, a while. Oh, yeah. See, I saw the original, so, like, when it was coming out, I was listening to the, like, I was getting hyped on it. Like, I was, like, listening to all those old soundtracks, and I was kind of watching some yeah. of it. And it came Overall, out. I think that movie is a good recreation, a recreation of the original, but it's not a replacement. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I think they took, like, the liberties they took, like, they should take liberties that complement the overall, you know, complement the movie and complement the, the place where it's being released in. But I feel like the creative liberties they took were just kind of internal. It was too internal. Like, they thought it was funny to them. Yeah. Or, like, good idea to them. But then it was just, like... Eh. Like, I thought Seth Rogen and um, whoever was his teammate uh, for Timon and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, Pumbaa. Pumbaa. They were really funny and comedic. Yeah. Uh, overall, that movie is uh, okay. An underrated one to me is the Cinderella movie with Lily James. A lot, I feel like a lot of people slept on that one. That was one of the first ones they did for live action. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I totally missed that one. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. But, you know, Mulan... I don't know how I feel about that one, because it's not a musical, Oh, like the original. Yeah. yeah it's very it's cinematic. Serious. Yeah. Well, is it out yet? It's going to be out okay. soon. But, you know, the Mulan property, it's free reign, really, because it's a historical event. So a lot of people have already done Mulan movies, where it's just the story. So Disney was the only one that could have done a live-action one with the music, and they're choosing not to. So it's just, mm. it's uh, how are you going to make it different from the other ones? Also, okay. I believe the last time I saw the trailer, Mushu isn't actually in it. Right, and it's not yeah. Eddie Murphy, so what the? why would I watch this fucking <laughs> trash? Exactly. Because <laughs> Mushu was my favorite character, yeah. Mulan. But they upped the, the bird character from the evil guy. Oh, really? Like, she's now a witch in Mulan, in the in okay. the live action. That's very interesting. Yeah, and I heard that... Okay, Donnie Yen is in it. I like Donnie Yen. But I, like, <laughs> heard they're not even going to use I'll Make a Man Out of You, or... What the hell? What, yeah. Why would I watch this? song? Right? If they're they're not releasing an album to complement the movie? They're not using Make a Man Out of You? What? Yeah. What the hell? You know, we'll just have to make our own version. Honestly? Yeah. Sean, if you're watching, yo, we better watch out. You Get ready. You can be Mulan, Sean. Yeah. I'll be Mushu. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas Mushu. I'll be um, yeah. the father of Mulan. Seraphina, who are you? You can't be in this. Oh, right. I'm not included. I'll be behind the scenes. You can be a tree. Okay. I can, I'll be a tree. You'll be the horse. I'll be the horse. Oh. I can be the horse. I'll need a fellow to be my butt, or I'll be the Aww. butt. There you go. <laughs> but actually, I know you were looking forward to the new, yeah. the East Asian. Southeast Asian. Southeast Asian. Get it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Southeast Asian princess in 2021, Raya. She's going to be go. the new Disney princess. She's being voiced by a Filipina actress. Okay. And Aquafina's in it. Okay. Ooh. And I'm super excited. 
what, to finally what? be represented. That's I it. mean, even though it's not my it's country, state. Yeah. it's still South Southeast. Oh, it's my. different. My ignorance shines bright. Wait, I don't know anything about this. Can you let me know? Yeah. I mean, it was just released. The whole concept of it was recently released. Like, there's still no trailer. There's still not a lot about it. But So it's a new movie? What's it about? I don't know. It's called Raya and the know. Last Dragon. I just saw Southeast oh, okay. Asian. But it's princess. based. It's probably based on some Southeast Asian myths. That's mm. interesting. What is it? What does it mean for you that that they're doing that? Me? Yeah. Well, I've always grown up wanting to be. I mean, as the generation I grew up of wanting to be a Disney princess and never having anyone look like you. Mm. And I mean, the people are like, "Oh, but you're like Asian Mulan." I'm like, different, different Asia, Asian. <laughs> you know. Um, and then they're like, oh, but you look like Pocahontas because your skin is dark, you have black hair. I'm like, not my race, <laughs> not my culture. I see. Um, and as just like a theater person, like I've always wanted to work at Disney World. I always thought like inspiring oh. little oh. kids being like looking up, like the whole idea of magic. It's a whole right. other topic. But just like oh, being the magic that person moment. for having someone being like you, like, I don't know how to explain it. Well, yeah, you don't have anything. No. You'd have no one for, like play uh, in Disney if you ever wanted to work yeah. at Disney. I completely understand because nowadays I feel like kids growing up are like, I can't wait till I have like an Asian superhero. Yeah, and Marvel's doing one now, so it's like very similar. Mm-hmm. That kind of reminds me of the hype of Princess and the Frog. Yeah, where they had a first black princess. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, and she's New Orleans, baby. Yeah. Actually, and now we're getting that ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so that's super interesting. I actually um was talking to my or, or like someone like a family friend has like young children, and I was talking to those like young they're like young white kids, and they're blonde, and some blue eyes, and I was asking them they all like the uh, like Spider Man. I was like, so which Spider Man is cooler? Which one do you like better, Peter Parker or Miles Davis? Or not Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Davis. Bro, see, I'm horrible with names. Miles Davis stuff. They, if they like Miles Davis, I've been blown away. But no, Miles Morales. And I was like, who's who do you like better, Miles Morales or uh, Peter Parker? And they were like, oh, Miles Morales. He's a lot better. He, he's we like his outfit. We like the movie better, and we like the music more. Which and that was interesting to me. Where it's like, what does that mean in our generation? Where yeah. I'm sensing that a lot from kids nowadays. They're like, yo, Miles all day. Yeah, they love the hype for the PlayStation Five game, dude. It was that is one of the best films I've seen though. Yeah, Spider Verse, Spider Verse, crazy. I adore that movie. I yeah, probably one of probably top top five, honestly. And the thing is, I knew that movie was going to be a knockout because the directors they did Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Two, the Lego Movie. uh, You know their involvement in film is just crazy. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were already on the roll. Yeah, they're comedic, like, geniuses. Like, I wonder what they're going to do next. Dang. The pacing was so good, too. And it was just, overall, they're the best. They're the best. Also, what I want to talk about was uh, Luca. Oh, Luca, yeah. You know, Pixar's new movie where, like, this kid grows up in, like, Italy in summer. It's well, like, what's the what's the allure of that? What's it, well, the... Pixar was like, yo, we like Call Me By Your Name, so we're going to do that. That really was what it was? It's just Call Me By Your Name? Yeah, Italy, basically. Cause they like "Call Me by Your Name." That was it. <laughs> Who doesn't? There you Wait, go. Wait, you saw you saw that, right? Yeah. Did you see that, Serafina? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Pretty good movie. But that was a film in the mysticism of um, the Shinto religion and the relationship between the country life and city life in Japan. And I have no idea a what lot you're of... talking about. Call Me By Your Name? No. What is that? What'd you say? Call Me By Your Name? What is that? Shintoism. Oh, no, that's your name. <laughs> Actually, I always confuse those movies, so we'll, that's not we'll go with that. that is almost to be expected. Okay, so, but it's it's not. It's um it's based on Call Me by Your Name with Tim, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Timmy Tim. Ah, uh, okay. No, Timmy that's Tim. a joke. I was joking. I have no idea what this movie's going to be about, but it is in what Italy. The hell? You know. I just got bamboozled in so many ways. Yeah. It's based on a friendship and growing up on the seaside in Italy. It's based on the director's actual childhood, oh. is as far as I know. Okay. It looks good. Yeah, I saw that deeply personal. I, I read a lot of discussion on, like, people wanting um, animated movies to come back to a 2D traditional style. But they're like, we're fine with 3D. It looks beautiful, but we just missed that 2D format. So when they did oh. the concept art, they're like, "Yo, I hope the movie's like that." But we all know it's going to be three D. It's Pixar. But you know the thing yeah, about that's, Pixar that's what concept is they, art could, is. they could like re-revolutionize, you know, the genre again and set yeah. a standard for two D again. That would be interesting. I do know though that every time I see concept art for a game or movie, I'm always like, "Man, why can't that be what it looks exactly. like?" Exactly. <laughs> that's how I was with um, Auto Chess. Seeing the uh, beginning scenes. Oh yeah, that's different though. It was like that's like the intro animation. That that's brushed up animation. Oh. That's like uh, what we're looking at here is um, the concept art for the movie. I always wanted to be a concept artist too, but it's always like kind of rough. Like, see, nothing's defined, and it kind of just vaguely captures the feeling. But I always like that style of art. That kind of like you could see the brush strokes. You can kind of see how things are kind of pasted on texture yeah it's very texturized yeah, yeah, yeah and just quick as fast as you can trying to make it look like the scene yeah and i always i always like that I, but the, the result is always more interesting to me than something that's been brushed up to a t what's your um, more like favorite random. pixar movie guys Oof, i really liked um i always get pixar mixed up with with the disney. just disney animation well, you're right. The, yeah, because they, the, they they're interchangeable. The recent Disney movies kind of like low key stole Pixar a style. Yeah, definitely. Wreck It Ralph. Probably because they work with the same tools. Yeah, definitely. And it's easier. Zootopia looks like a Pixar movie through and through. Zootopia, I thought that was. Yeah. See. Um. No. Oh my. This like the one with the feelings inside. Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> the ones with the feelings inside. I I spread it to myself. Yeah, I, I really liked Inside Out. That probably is my most. To, to like to memory yeah th- i also really like coco coco those two honestly yeah the thing about inside out everyone at the time was complaining oh pixar is trying to like do sequels now it's kind of getting lame where's the originality and they're like yeah screw yeah. you guys here's inside out and coco and onward and we're like yo oh nice <laughs> dang now they're doing so that was a response yeah that was well done yeah. those were a good turned set. around one thing you know what i always felt indifferent to was um i mean i always liked toy story but i never really like some kids were like really into toy story i, I never i was i always respected them as movies i was yeah, never what are you, that what are you trying to say them. here i don't know i'm saying i missed out get out <laughs> yeah, also a great movie <laughs> <laughs> i used to like have a bunch of like toys and every time i leave the room i like look back 
because of Toy Story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To see if oh, they would okay. come alive. That's a shit. But did you have any Toy Story toys? Yeah, I had Jesse. Okay. See, they, I thought they were weird. As a kid, I was like, oh, these are interesting. Yo, you know what? Weird Pixar is, like, gross. incredibly, like, smart for making a toy out of a fork. Oh, yeah. Sporky. Okay, yeah, so I, I actually thought... Okay, that was an... I mean, the new Toy Story was like an existential nightmare. Like, it, Did you like some, it? It had some commentary. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it, too. I thought it was good. I thought it was kind of disturbing. Or I thought it was pretty, pretty spooky. I thought it was, like, like were... the most natural evolution of where that story could take place. Because Toy Story 3... Oh, I agree. ...was about what happens uh, when a kid goes to college. And then, like, Toy Story 4 is, like... Okay, what happens now that your purpose in life is fulfilled? What do you do after you know your kid is safe? Like, what's your story? Uh, and that, what do you do for the rest of your you know, life? Clearly, ex- is exemplified in existential crises. Oh, yeah, I see. Right, because while you're, it's almost like while you need while you're looking for a purpose, that's your purpose yeah. is to find your purpose. Then once you fulfill your purpose, it's like yeah. In Toy Story existing. Four, what he's like. It's all I have left. He like screams that when when Buzz is like, "Why do you care about Sporky or something so much?" He's like, "It's all I have left to do." Yeah, I was like, "Yo, that to his identity." Yeah, it's like wow. But then the whole thing was like how Sporky. I still remember that where Sporky's like, "I'm trash and I like being trash." He's <laughs> trying to teach him not to be what he is. <laughs> yeah. Do the toys grow up? Yeah. What you mean, like looks wise? Yeah, the kids. I don't know. I just like always see them stuck at the same age. I they well, grow up like well, you know spiritually, toys. mentally. Oh, toys. Yeah, yeah. They like mature yeah. kind of, or they have more experience. They have character growth. Yeah, they still are what they are. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a decent. It was engaging, and yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, it. Toy Story Four is good. It's like a sequel, but. It has a lot of originality to it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Another, honestly, another thing I feel like I missed out on just recently was um, I just ha- I just haven't played it. Is Ghost of Toshiba? Oh yes. And I know you've been playing that. Get on that wave. You know? Is that the move? That's the move. Yeah, we're you know in the feudal Japan era now. <laughs> thing know. is, I w- I played a bunch of them. Like if I want ever want that vibe, I just go play um, Total War. Uh, the samurai total yeah war. but that's not hot right now okay <laughs> what's hot fair, right now fair. is ghost of toshiba and fall guys and all these fall crazy guys? games and you know tumblr's popping up again because like oh all these sims downloads and it's crazy sims yeah. did sims have a resurgence as well yeah they're did really? a lot of traction on tumblr i guess just for no reason just for what why what did they I, don't know, I guess people have mods you know i think Someone who could tell you more about that is my, you know, friend Serafina <laughs> over here. Honestly, okay, Serafina, I'm it so away. glad you're here to talk about this. I'm not on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Just drop the ball. Well, you could talk about well, Sims. I mean, well, which which one? Well, we need we need your help, Christian, because like, why why is Sims pop? Like, what is it popular for? Why is and it what being Sims? Which Sims? Sims four? Sims three? Sims five. Oh my! He doesn't know anything. <laughs> I thought you would lost. Know. That was supposed to be a natural segue transition. 
I think, well, Serafina is very... I, I'm, like, impressed by her Sims ability. Yeah. Are you a Sims simp, Serafina? Are you, are you a Sims fanatic? No, I'm a Sims 3 fanatic. Uh, but Sims 4... It was free, but it, yeah, all the DLC is a is a bitch. Sims Four, all the Sims DLCs are priced very highly. Yeah, that, and it's very that's all EA. There, yeah, yeah, that's EA doing their thing, and also I guess just the the fan base. Yeah, but it is interesting to see how like the Sims have grown. So like, si- like going from Sims Three, where you can see the cars driving and you can be in some of the stories, and then to Sims Four, they went backwards to how it was before where you couldn't see them driving which was like mm. in sims 2 i believe in sims what's the meaning of that or like what how do you feel about that why, why don't you get into sims 4 i don't like that you can't see them driving <laughs> <laughs> that's what it you is know, she's not wrong because i hear a lot of i want to be with them 24 7 <laughs> i can't part with them i hate the no, uh... loading screen like, I feel like I'm missing out on something. Which Sims are you currently on? There's no on? connectedness. Which Sims are you on? Sims 3. Yeah, see, that's the one. Okay. In 10th grade, I spent an entire spring break week just playing Sims 3. And I was like, where did the time go? Man. <laughs> I still have... It does. ...my save files, and I had a whole life there. I wonder how they're doing. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I hear a lot of people don't like Sims 4 because it's just not the same. Yeah, and it's like they they didn't really innovate on anything. It's just like it's like less almost. Yeah, it's the things that they upped upgraded. I guess is the what's it called when you can edit personalization of the characters, um. where you can move each facial feature and um. you can move more selective with the size yeah. and height. But before it's like generic. Yeah, and you can change how fat and skinny and whatever. But it's not as, like, detailed. I see. I just heard, too, or, like, you, you told me this before, how Sims had a survival mode. Before mm-hmm. before Minecraft. Before... Sims 2 Castaway. Sims 2 Castaway. Before all these survival games, the original Survive on an Island, as a Sim, develop your skills. It's really cool. That's, like, crazy to me. How Sims did that before it was a trend. Yeah, Sims has been multi-generational. It's crazy. And it seems always under the... It's just like always cranking. It's like the thing. It's like the thing underneath society just making everything run. It's just quietly there at all times. Sims 4 just gets released and like, oh yeah, I guess you would do that. Yes. It's kind of like the Playstations, how they just keep going. Right. And that's like, oh, PlayStation 5? I guess that makes sense. I guess I have to go get the new one, yeah. It's the time. Yeah, you're right. It's the turnover. It's like... This thing that'll always be around. Like, yo, mm-hmm. Sims 18? Finally. Sims 18 VR? Finally, Sims 18. Sims VR? Yeah, My maybe wife. in that one you can actually see them with the car. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I want. You could be in the car with them. Oh. You could talk with them. You'd be like, hey, man, how's your day? And they'd be like, me, Sean, he don't all. That's not how they speak. Is that Asian? No. How do they talk? Nico, I actually don't know. No. Serafina, pop quiz. What, they talk like? what is the best um, sim song? <laughs> and why is it Katy Perry's I'm Fireworks? Sam? <laughs> she, she was laughing. What is the best real life song turned into a sim song? Cooler Than Me. What is it? Cooler Than Me. 
cooler than me? Yeah. You see? She I'm had the answer prepared. I'm not going to sing them. You're cooler than me. Like oh. Shuba than me. Shuba than me. Shuba yeah. than me? <laughs> so what the fuck? Who makes this language? Oh. I believe the, like, the Sims language is a mashup of different languages. That makes sense. Shuba than me. Yeah. It's, I always sing along to it. Face to face. You get the eye to face. That's the whole podcast. Oh my, okay, I want to listen to that. Yeah. No, definitely, everybody, if you're listening, do yourself a treat. Look up Katy Perry's Fireworks, Sim. Oh my gosh, that's such a good one. Also when they released, one. when they did a... Hmm. Crossover? What is it? When they combined something? Mm-hmm. Combined? I don't know. They did something with Katy Perry. Uh, mashup. Yes, there we go, feature. Mashup, mashup yeah. That was a cool yeah. expansion. She was, right, it was an expansion. The mm-hmm. expansion with um, Katy Perry. And you got, like, what? New you furniture? You get outfits. Out- outfits. It was part of um, the Showtime expansion, but you can get the Katy Perry version Showtime. of that expansion. Uh, where you get her, like, stage props. Speaking of, what happened outfits. to Katy Perry? Yeah, that's a good point. I, don't I feel like... What was she? Who was she dating? Orlando Bloom? No, was she was something? dating, um, what's the British dude? Russell Brand. They got married. Russell Brand. Okay, so the thing about Russell Brand is they were um, mar- um, engaged for a bit, yeah. and then Katy Perry was about to do a show. Like, right before the show, he, he texted her, engagement's off, and then she was like, still gotta do the show. Yeah, there's a whole um, documentary about it, but now she's married to Orlando Bloom. Yeah, I hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was on American Idol for a bit. That's so strange, though. Like... What is the... I feel like she got a lot of criticism. Like, people... There were a lot of people who thought she was the epitome of, like, the the exploitation of pop. How pop would exploit. And the generation of music. Oh, really? Yeah. Some of her but stuff I really that? genuinely like. I, I mean, I thought her stuff was decent. Yeah. I, I always thought it was, like, li- you know, listenable. And fine. And, like, she, you know, she wasn't... She's a decent person. But I, I never knew. Like, I just always kind of felt that. I didn't know if you all... If not... It's fine. No, that's Don't a good point because I think like. Don't worry about it. I think pop is really at like an era of quality these days, to me at least. Um, Interesting. I really like the comeback that Carly Rae Jepsen has resurfaced into the world. Oh yeah, well that's a unique one. I don't think that's pop in general. That's just Carly Rae Jepsen. No, but she's like bang. everyone's like saying, "Oh, you, she's a pop icon at this point. She's like bringing pop yeah. back or whatever." And then yeah, also like Dua Lipa. Julipa, yeah, has been interesting. Yeah, but I, I didn't expect. Yeah, back to Katy Perry. Okay, everyone, look up on YouTube, Ryan Seacrest awkward moment with Katy Perry. So Ryan Seacrest didn't know they were being recorded and they were live on American Idol yet. So he like straight up asked oh. Katy Perry for like her phone number or something on a date, <laughs> and she like turns him down. Oh my! It's the funniest thing. <laughs> Seacrest is roasted. Yeah. What is Ryan Seacrest? What, what even is he? I think he's an alien. Oh, that makes sense. That brings it together. A lot of things. Definitely. Okay, okay. That's all. See, that's the whole thing. But, like, I think pop culture in general, in terms of resurgences, something Seraphina and I have been watching is uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, that show's fire. That shit, I've been so impressed. It's still, like, there there are things that are, um, like, it's not paced as well as I remember it exactly, but it's still, like, I'm so amazed by how good it is. How good it is. It's not even like 
it's not even the kind of thing where it's like, I really liked it as a kid, and then I watched it as an adult, and I'm like, oh, I, I think it's pretty good as an adult. It's like, no, watch it. I could have just watched it as an adult, and it would be one of my favorite shows of all time, even if I only watched it as an adult, like, n- without nostalgic value. Because it's just so, like, it's so imaginative. It's so already, the world is already understood from the get go. Yeah. And it's like, and it's not like bogged down. Like, it's not like the creators forgot about. The how to introduce characters and we're just like okay i just have to eventually get this world to the people it's just it's like it's so somehow it's organic the world comes across naturally and organically yeah. but it's already fleshed out and that's so impressive to me yeah from a lesser creative individual our team it would have been like very bare bones to the point where it's like okay here there's here are these four elements go right. wild with it they would have like right. introduced Toph, like the very first episode, they wouldn't have taken their time. They would <laughs> yeah, have had like Zuko like turn good season two. Also, also the, like the disparity we we're talking about this actually was like why are there some people who are benders and some people who are not benders? Like what even is that? Why is that important to the world? But somehow it's like there's some balancing actor. There's some it. it, it it creates context for certain things. And then it's also so impressive how people who can't bend, who end up having, or how they're innovative and are still able to compete with benders and, and move in the world and be effective, even without that, you know, that supernatural ability. It's so interesting, like, that they have that and that they are conscious to include it. Like, it's like someone just had a, like, a, a long daydream. <laughs> I don't know. Just that whole bit. Just how how they bring it all together. I, I, it's it's like the nuance is so astute and yeah. good. You know. You know. No, there are actually five elements. There's that cabbage lettuce guy. He can control vegetables. <laughs> so good. He can control events, fucking his life up. Yeah. At all times. I'm at the part <laughs> where um, I'm actually very early on in the show right now. Have you on finished my it? Before? Yeah, I finished it years ago. Yeah. Same. Um, actually I'm still in the first when that right show first aired the finale. I was actually at the Nickelodeon hotel in Whoa. the all grown ups room. You know the Rugrats thing. <laughs> yeah. And I watched I it with my show. cousins, and the AC was like super cold, and it was like good times, good vibes. <laughs> the AC was super cold. <laughs> no, I remember that because there was a bunch <laughs> of fire bending in that episode, and we were like, "Yo, we need that." It was like, dang, yeah. That, that is honestly one of the best TV finales ever made. Definitely, it, it just because literally just because it lived up to the what the payoff is. Yeah, the show knew uh, not to milk it. They're like three seasons, we're good. Right, they, right, exactly. They knew when to cut it off. They knew when the world has been told, and they knew that how to end it and and when to end it. And so what's, true. What's crazy about that show is like it's not just for kids, obviously. I remember um, Universal Studios had that Nickelodeon ride, you know, where SpongeBob is there and he, like, goes on a ride to various Nickelodeon properties in a simulator. Anyways, the line to get inside that ride just plays a bunch of Nickelodeon highlights. And, you know, people are just minding their own business. They're on their phones or whatever. But every time they would play the Avatar clip where Aang fights uh, Zuko, Everyone's yeah. enthralled looking at the screen and it's coming to a point where like, yo, sir, move up. The line's moving. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, every time without fail. Just adults? Like, wow. Yeah, everyone's so captivated. 
by that show. Yeah. It's the style, too, I think. I think it has to do with the style and the just the overall care and the backgrounds. Oh, definitely. Serafina, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on Avatar Last Airbender. I wish I had powers. Um, <laughs> what? I also like That's how it. there's the, the concept of the main and then the side. Like water bending and healing. Oh yeah, fire oh. bending and uh, blood electricity. bending, electricity, blood yeah. bending, water bending, um, earth bending and metal bending. Mm-hmm. But how there's these like subsections? Yeah, blind yeah. bending, like Toph. Because it's blind yeah. bending. <laughs> because I mean, it's interesting because it's like right, or you can see within the main elements, the elements become you know there's something else. There's right, other things there's in the some, world. Right, there's specifications. Yeah, what I mean, bender it's are just you, so clever. Serafina? We both took this, actually. <laughs> we took multiple ones. Yeah. What was I? Yours was... Earth? Water. Was it water? You had one water and one earth. I had one water one earth bending. I had earth and fire. She had earth and fire. I think Sean would be a care bender. <laughs> Aw. He'd be the cabbage man. He'd yeah. be the cabbage. <laughs> Definitely. If he were here, he might be something else, but he's... Nope. Yeah. Just a cabbage. <laughs> Are you yeah, guys he's gonna not the watch? Person selling the cabbage. He's the cabbage. <laughs> Shots the cabbages. <laughs> Are you guys gonna hey, end up watching Cora? Uh, I want to because that's actually one I have not finished. Yes, I never saw that one. I never started. Same. Yeah. I, I started some of it and I was underwhelmed. Honestly, I hear it's really good. It's worth keeping up with. I heard it was pretty good, and it is. It's like it continues on. It was just like. I don't know. It, 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 when I figured out it wasn't the same characters, I was kind of just like, eh. That and it's a different animation style. Yeah, it's different. Right, right, right. And the world is a lot different. The mm-hmm. way the technology is and all that. Yeah. So and I didn't like how it introduced it either. Yeah, I remember watching like one episode and it was like the hardest thing to log into because you had to go on Nickelodeon.com. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. It was just weird. Like Nickelodeon kind of messed up the schedule for that show. But, yeah. you know, thank you, Netflix, for putting that out. But also, yeah. maybe not thank you, Netflix, because if you heard about the recent news for the action live-action Avatar, you know, TV show, yeah, they have had creative differences. So the original writers of Avatar are no, no, no longer attached. Yeah, I saw that. And so that's kind of unfortunate and probably why I won't watch it. Do you know why they stepped away? It seemed like... I have no idea. Whenever creative differences happen, they never really say why. Yeah, it's like, because they don't want to ruin the yeah. all the money being put into it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I remember people had a hissy fit with Marvel when they separated from Edgar Wright for Ant-Man. Oh, uh, but, but it turned out okay. Yeah, it turned, that movie turned out good. And who knows? It might suck. It might be M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong bad. Who knows? <laughs> Dang, dude, that's such a shame, though. It's like, they already messed up the live action. Like, come yeah. on, just get the original guys to do it. I mean, it can't they worse, right? Out on it. Yeah, what is with these guys, though, that made the original? It's like, what are their feelings on it? Why I are was they hearing not... rumors that they were like, yo, they're trying to put, like, rated M stuff in this show, like, sex scenes. They're going to up the ante. Oh, uh... They're going to, like, make the kids, like, way more older. It's like, 40-year-olds? Like, you... Yeah, what do you Like, 20-year-olds. Like... I can see where... From like young bit, adults. I can see from a business standpoint why they would do that. It might be a really hard thing to film kids, finding kids to cast. It's like, oh. But I don't know how. Yeah, you we'll know. see. How, 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 why didn't they think, like, 
you know, there's going to be a massive horde of people angry about that decision. Yeah. I think that the original Avatar, though, Last Avatar, I think it did balance romance, the tensions of romance very well. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. Anyways, should we get back to some some pop, some some some, some popular Yeah. What's going fiction? on in the world of pop culture, you know? Pop culture. Speaking of pop culture, the WAP. The WAP. Yo. WAP. <laughs> WAP. Wop. Here's our wop, wop segment. Wop. wop segment. Boom. Introduction. Sean, don't even dare wop to segment. cut this part out. Don't cut it out. I'm editing it. Yeah. And I won't cut it out. Wop. So, yeah, we just listened to Cardi B and Meg Stallion. Meg D. Stallion. And their newest what are hot your video. Thoughts on this? Actually, okay, before we talk about this, I want to know what your Myers-Briggs is. What, your personality. What a transition. Because because I want to know how yeah. each of us interpret this oh, music video. From a psychological standpoint. Yeah, yeah, from our place. We're doing an analysis on WAP. Analysis on WAP. We're yeah, taking yeah. a commercial break for to introduce Meyer Briggs and then back to the main. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Myers Briggs, there's 16 personalities, the four letters, you probably know about it, you've probably taken it. Um, I'm INTP. Serafina is INFP. And what are you, Christian? Now, for people at home, what do these acronyms mean, guys? Okay, so I'm an intuitive, I'm an introvert, intuitive thinker, perceiver. Oh. What's the main title on your quiz? Main title of what? Oh, Logician. Logician, interesting. What about you, Serafina? The healer. Oh. So I took this two times because I was like, no way I got this. Now, (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but... Did I'm you take pro- it a second time? Was it the same? I'm a protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, let me uh, let me lead wait, you on this what journey. Are, what are your letters, though? What are your letters? E N F J dash A. E N F J. Yes. Did you say that? Okay. Here's what I thought you were. I thought you were an I S F P. Now I don't know if that is a controversial statement, so I can't be mad at you. What does that mean? <laughs> It means, I don't know, that basically if you know about type, you'll... I don't know, so I confused you, ISFP, for an ENFJ. Uh-huh. That's, my brother is an ENTJ. Can we stop using these acronyms? I'm so confused. <laughs> okay, it means you're an extrovert. Yes. You're extroverted. You're an intuitive, oh, okay. you're a feeler, and you're a judger. Oh. There we go. Now, I got something to say. I took this test years ago. And I remember I had completely different results. Okay. I was way more introverted years ago. So I guess it's a good thing I'm more extroverted nowadays. It's good to know that my self-confidence improved. I'm more assertive. As of right now, I have 56% assertive. What about you? Have you taken it uh, before? Yeah, yeah. I took it before. I had... And I'm still the same. Yeah. What do you like about yourself from this quiz and vice versa? Oh, man. We're not just going to go into WAP. We're going to get into this bit. Okay. What do I like about myself? Um, I like that it... I like that it helps me get out of my... Because I think a common thing for the my, my, my personality type <laughs> is um, that I get caught in like internal mental loops a lot. And I and I perfect mental models, but I don't gather new experience or like it's not my inclination, which is very true. But it was like I was never conscious of it really until it kind of told me, you know, obviously. 
Um, and then after that, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm glad I can recognize that. I guess that's what I like about my type being accurate. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Did you read any details about yourself? Oh, okay. Like any of the paragraphs? Well, first off, I'd like to say I like about myself is that I'm way more self-aware these days. Uh, um, where can I get my res- my uh, paragraphs? Okay, um, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Serafina, while I read this, what what about you? What do you feel? What do you think about yours? It's well suited for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think with INFPs, they're the mediators. That's what you are. Poetic, go by kind, many names, altruistic people, healers. eager to help a good cause. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know so, about you guys, but. Uh, me and Barack Obama should be friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure y'all would get along. Yeah, we're okay. natural protagonists. Dude, Obama prism. Yeah. So Engage. watch out. Christian Tarantino down for the running for <laughs> 2030 election. Tarantino. Dang. So you took it twice and you got the same though? Yeah. At first I wow. thought this is like not true at all. Wow. So, here it is. Protagonists are natural-born leaders, full of passion and charisma, forming wow. around two percent of the population. Guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow me into the promised land. Okay, wait. Go go to your strengths and weaknesses on the left tab, though. Okay. Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths are tolerant, true team players. Uh, they recognize that means listening to other people's opinions. I can say that's kind of true. Uh, you know, I like that about myself. I'm very open to other people's perspectives to walk into their shoes. One of the questions on this quiz was like, can you recognize other people's feelings to the point where it's like, can you sense if they're disappointed or something? Do you? Can I? Okay. So one thing about the INTP is like, um, like for my weaknesses <laughs> is I, I'm very um, absent minded. And so I always like, I don't pay attention very well. And then the other part is that I um I'm like the worst with emotional interpretation. I'm like the wor- one of the worst types. Oh, really? Yeah. So I I try my best and I'm self-conscious. Like the fact that I'm self-aware of that like it makes me try more, but I think naturally I'm not very good at detecting it. And that mm. just points to my uh I don't see autism. That from you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> the spectrum. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You oh. insensitive. <laughs> I'm insensitive. No, you were just proving an example. No, I was being an example. It was a joke. But it says in my um, weaknesses that I'm insensitive <laughs> and absent-minded. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's a... Yeah, there's an example. <laughs> there's an example of me being myself. No, yeah, I, I think I'm better. I think... It's like you... It's not that I'd be bad at interpreting emotions. It'd just be that I... um. I get very, like, I'd be very internal. Like, I wouldn't pay attention. Like, you'd know I'm not paying attention. I'd be very... Oh, but yes. it would be, um... It's like, now that I'm aware of that, yeah, I think I, I am more attention-based. Also, I deal with an INFP all the time, who, like, INFPs are known not to share their emotions. So, oh. by the way, Sean is also an INFP? Sean is also an INFP. So they... Sean and Serafina don't do very well with sharing their emotions, and so you <laughs> always have to be interpreting. And it's very annoying. But yeah, that, I think that's really made me, like... Becoming self-aware of that thing is, I see it as like a problem, right? I see it as a to something to solve, 
Yeah. And once I see that, I like it helps me. See, I put to it. when that question popped up on whether or not you share feelings. I put like somewhat agree. I do share emotions. Uh, I like to the point where I kind of put my heart on my sleeve. I guess you know, once you know me, you know me. That's nothing dang, else. Did you see? Wait, wait. I think I just saw the. Um, uh, no, no, for his weakness. Yeah, it was a uh, you're too selfless and you're too sensitive. Ah, who's you? Me? <laughs> yeah, protagonists can bury themselves in their hopeful promises, feeling yeah, others' problems with their own. That's definitely true. And then too sensitive, um, receptive to criticism, seeing it as a tool for laying a better team. It's easy for protagonists to take a little too much to heart. <laughs> their sensitivity to others means that protagonists' normal feel problems aren't their own. That problems that aren't their own, they can spread themselves too thin. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So <laughs> watch out. I'm a flawed protagonist. Watch out. <laughs> catch me catch me in the extraction too. I'm gonna fight Chris Hemsworth. The flawed protagonist. It's yeah. just Christians there. <laughs> it's just in the background, just damn. Yeah. So check me out. I'm on Netflix. Okay, so what did you think from I think just from that from that personal like your default setting, right? Because that's kind of what this is supposed to be, is not because anyone can be anything, right? Like it, it doesn't actually assign you as who you are. It just means your default setting. Yeah. So from your default setting, how did you interpret WAP featuring uh, Megan Thee Stallion from Cardi B? From Cardi-D? my default setting, I just, you know, uh, had an internalization that just two girls having fun. You know, I'm not meant to be taken seriously. <laughs> you know, I, I see a lot of people. I saw this tweet. Wow, that you'd was be like, so good at leading. I, t- I saw this tweet that was like, um, Cardi B and next is the Stallion or setting the female generation back 20 years i was like oh that's funny yeah ben shapiro being ben shapiro being a hero oh there you go saving our culture from those pesky those the sexist feminists <laughs> Serfina, i think it's very funny i think ben shapiro's approach is really wow. funny what are your thoughts on it infp speaking what is your thoughts on it <laughs> i'm not gonna share Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not my. Not your place to speak. It's not my taste. So INFPs are very tied to their values, and so this probably was an assault. It's just a yeah. meme song. I song. agree with Carol Baskins. Actually, so, so Carol Baskins. <laughs> were those cheetahs tr- treated right? <laughs> were those big cats? Okay, wait. What did, what did right? Carol Baskins say? Basically, Carol Baskins <laughs> made a comment. To Cardi B, WAP. saying that um, in order for them to get footage of the cheetahs and the whatever else big cats they had in their videos, they had to have real life big cats there to film. Uh-huh. Whether they use the footage in that moment yeah. with the big cats or just later they insert it. Yeah. But she was saying that they had to get those cats from somewhere and probably one of the big cat dealers you saw from tiger king and she was just like they are not you know that's not good that's not good you should be using it for entertainment (laughs) and then what did cardi b say back and then cardi b was on a show and then was asked about this and she goes like i have the quote she goes i'm not gonna engage with carol baskin on that like that's just ridiculous you know she goes like girl you killed your damn husband <laughs> this is the funniest feud. Like, how does this exist? How is this a reality? Like, what are we living in? Wap. 
<laughs> We're living in WAP town. We're living in WAP town, baby. I think from my default setting, it was like I I had like it was almost like neutral. Like I've it's like I've seen the same thing has already happened. The same thing has happened, and the same thing will happen again. And it's literally nothing different than what Nicki Minaj has been doing the whole time. She's got implants. She's busty. Uh, she's light skinned. She talks very. She's like has hypersexual, uh, like lyrics. Um, she has snakes, and those were in the video. Uh, mentions exotic. I think Cardi B. Like this just proves to me Cardi B is supplanting Nicki Minaj fully, like deep into the roots. Yeah. Of, um, of the cultural know, imagination. Enough about Cardi B. I like to talk about Car- Kylie Jenner's role in this music video. Oh my, useless. And just nothing. Just a feature for for people to talk about and for people to say why does she have a role? Yeah, good job, Kylie Jenner. Stick to Pepsi commercials. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Wrong sister. Wrong sister. Who do you think should been used? They all look the same to me. Kendall Jenner's the one with the Pepsi incident. Oh, Kendall's the one with the Pepsi. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> Kardashian family, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm reading this tab on the left here. It says romantic relationships. Oh, God. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Going back to the music videos uh, with WAP and then our personalities, I was thinking throughout, like, the entire video, I was like, there has to be a reason, like, why Kylie Jenner, like, trying to be, like, sensitive to Oh, them. like, trying to and lend them the benefit of And I was like, you know, like, okay, Cardi B's a new mother, Kylie Jenner's a new mother, they both look great, and then oh, I was like, I don't think like that's that. the tie-in. Like, <laughs> just trying to find a reason for it. No, it's just, like, it's the same, it's just what Nicki Minaj was doing. It, that's the thing, it's, like, boring to me. It's, like, why do they think, why are they beating this dead horse? Which is, like, hyper-tits-ass sexuality. Well, to them, it's their feminist movement. But it's, like, it's been done, and it's, like, okay, there's another, there's this quote from, um, um, the guy who says, who is, what's his name? Um, he goes, bitch, you thirsty, please grab a Sprite. Uh, he's a rapper, but he has this line. Anyways, he's famous. He did some features with um, Billy Eilish. Steve Martin? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, but he has this line where he goes, like, all these liberated women sitting in my lap, the da na 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 And he goes on about how, like, he, he, he loves that they're liberated so that he can use them. And I don't see how this is different. Or how this is selling a different kind of thing. There it is. It's Vince Staples. So, okay, do, do, and I just thought I'd read the lyrics. I don't know if you were... Go ahead. Okay to that. Um, just so everyone can get a sense of just what the song's about, yeah. kind of the context. And, you know, we can do a, a wrap-up on it after the lyrics. I, I think we've said mostly what we think. What, what, what is there anything you want to lend a, an ear on before I uh, get into reading these lyrics? No, take it away. All right, yes, sir. <clears throat> okay, so this intro is from Cardi B, Al uh, T. McLaren... Uh, and Megan Thee Stallion, this is WAP by Cardi B, produced by Ao and Keys. So she starts by saying, um, whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. Make that pullout game weak. Woo-ah. Is this good content or no? Yeah, no. The reading of this is, is, is like a, um... 
you you can compare it to Kylie Jenner walking down that um, okay that quarter. It's useless. Yes, move on. I thought it was like a spoken word. You didn't even get to the good part. Just go straight down the hall. Will be more useful. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) we didn't get to the good part where she says, "I don't know." It was good. (laughs) It was good so far. Yeah, the content, this quality content. (laughs) Serafina, sexuality sells. What are you? You trying to liberate sex sells? Aren't Which you is, trying to liberate these women? Yeah. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there yeah, you have it, it's folks. It's fair. There you have it. Yeah, well, that was our uh, analysis on... Our analysis on... Like, there's nothing to analyze. There's nothing about it. I think, yeah. There's nothing about it. That That's what it is. It, it's... There should be no attention on it. I think it's it's a show. It's a show. Yeah, they're just smart enough to realize that we can do this. People will watch it because of how People, ridiculous yeah. it is. It'll get a reaction. I mean, yeah. we watched it. <laughs> we watched it. We're talking about so it. it. But it's me, because uh, of the drama. Yeah. The drama? It's got nothing to do with the song. Mm-hmm. It's all about the drama. It's all about what's Kylie Jenner's role. Oh. It's how oh. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj have had this drama and conflict for eons. So you think this story. is like mirroring Nicki Minaj-esque? I think they tried to play towards it. Mm. Because of that conflict, I see, and all those conflict and drama and Kylie Jenner this and whatever is, is all like people want to watch, people want to listen, and so even that's like, like a, a show, gimmick. right? Even the drama is a show, yeah. Because who cares, really? They're all just trying to, they're all making money, and mm-hmm. no one's getting killed. This Except reminds me tigers. of uh, Belle tigers Delphine. are suffering. Do you guys know Belle Delphine? Belle Delphine, yeah, yeah. reminds me of that. Where she realizes what she's doing. People are buying her money. I yeah, mean, buy, yeah she, buying her stuff. Is she the one who sold the bathwater? She sold the yeah. bathwater. She, she ended up making some very disturbing stuff as well. Yeah. She's, she's only 20? She's 20 years old, yeah. But, like, the thing is, she's super rich. She like, has a lot of money. And she's, like, yeah, she's, like, um... She's so self-aware. Like, she knows it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, no. And she, she trolls all the people that are... Mm-hmm. It's also that, um... Yeah, she just knows, and she's like explaining them consciously, and it's yeah. it's funny. But it's like there's there's the troll element too. Like she's making fun of them. Yeah, and then there are other elements that are like they know they're being made fun of, but they don't care. Yeah, I mean she's corporatized. Like they've they've done a whole business thing where like yeah. all the money she made she made into a business, and then set it up so that she can invest that money into other things. Like she's like really smart with her money. Yeah, it just reminds it's me. It's also. Of that. I mean, it's sick, right? Because it's not actually solving any kind of societal problem. It's just oh, exploiting no. it and amplifying it. So, you know, hold on. Let me go check on my bathwater. <laughs> See what it's doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> ESTP. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, the personality test. And I found and it that's to be how we really feel about interesting. So, you know, I think Sean, that's the thing. We're just indifferent. It's nothing to be yeah. scared about. Sean, if you're listening, dude, I'm a hero, so... Bro. So back off. Don't, yeah. <laughs> Get out of his story, bro. Yeah. Just... I mean, he will. He's the mediator. He's the mediator. He's <laughs> Get on my level. Sean's the mediator. Okay, wait. So then we have... Um, what else do we want to talk about? Um, I, you know, saw that music video and it reminded me of Cardi B and how weird she can be with her weird yeah. noises. So I went on this yeah. rabbit hole on YouTube of like, Cardi B making weird noises. So I saw this video. It was like, Star Wars, but it's just Cardi B doing the sound effects. So that was great. And I was like, I wonder how she is in interviews. So I have been on a binge of my favorite interviewer of all time, Nardwar. 
The human servant. Yeah. You know, JC, you yeah. know about Nardwar. I know about Nardwar. He's very. He had an interesting TED talk too. He's a very wacky. Oh, I saw like, that. I thought it was quite good. Yeah. I, I like. I thought that was very funny. He got carried off. Yeah. By the crowd, I thought that was very funny. How he does things is just very. I don't know how he figured out. I don't know what got him to to what he does, and I don't. He's the kind of person that I'm like. I don't know what he cares about really. Yeah. I, mean, I know he cares about the music and to per- doing well for his interviews. But... Like I always see comments that are like, "Oh yeah, that's his character," but like. I don't know. I think he's just like that all the time. Yeah, right. But it's like, how does he? How did he get like that? <laughs> yeah, because it's very obvious how he is able to, you know, just, you know, keep going on. But how did he start? Yeah. Like, how does exactly. he know all these cool questions to ask from the start? Exactly. He's been around for a while. I mean, he, I think that's maybe what it is. He just has been around so long. No, but like, I was, I was just like, how did he get to interview Kurt Cobain and all this kind of stuff? Right, it's like, well, that's the thing. It's almost like, it's just phenomenal how he just ends up in these situations. Yeah. Serafina, it's like even more funny and legendary. Do you know who Narwar is, Serafina? Nope. Okay, so he is this crazy interviewer, but what separates him from all the other ones is that he talks to the celebrities on a deep personal level. It's like, hey, here's this gift. And uh, by the way, can you tell me where you were approximately at 11.53 p.m. in the bathroom at Chili's? <laughs> And uh, shout out to Dave, and he's like, "What? How'd you know that?" It's like <laughs> his his interviews are like crazy. He just gets so in depth with like detail and attention, and yeah. he like he ends up impressing and finding like because people who he interviews are like fe- like rappers. Usually. Yeah, that's like the so, most like, interesting thug. part. Yeah, yeah, and like he's so foreign to them in, by in his mannerisms. Yeah, that like they look at him like, "What the fuck are you? Like, who is what this are you wearing? Like, dumb guy?" Yeah, like, what, there he is. Yeah, he has, like, a crazy hair and a face and, like, always wears this weird hat. Yeah. But then he just asks them, like, questions that they're like, what? The, who the fuck is this detective? Yeah. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar will be like, yo, how'd you know that? Like, he interviewed yeah. Snoop Dogg. And he and gave really like, good, yeah, right, he gave this, really good friends like, with Snoop thing Dogg. you made years ago. And then Snoop Dogg's like, how the fuck Eric did you find this? <laughs> That's a new... Or, it's probably been going on for a while, but I feel like that's something that's been coming up a lot recently, is, like, this kind of interview style. What? This, like... Improv? Me, me. Yeah, it's me. Oh, me. Like, he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, but I'm, like... I feel like recently I've been exposed to, like, more of it. Uh, like, I didn't know, like, these kind of interviews existed. I'm like, what? Do you mean, like, Eric Andre, too? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Eric no, Andre is different. Eric yeah, Andre he's a little different from that. Him. That and then the other dude who did who went to the Trump supporter signing. Oh, oh, oh right. You're talking oh, about gas, gas no brakes. No yeah. Okay, that's good because we want to talk about that as well. I yeah. think they're they're definitely a different. So, like, I think all gas no brakes. Who does a whole different thing? He's more of an anthropological um, interviewer or like well, uh, a journalist. Like... He's more anthropological. He's more like um, he's more of an interviewer, whereas like. All Gas No Breaks is just there to say, well, what's happening? Like, who are these people? And how do we examine them? Yeah. Right. He lets them do the yeah, showing. Right. And That's what I like stuff. about Andrew. And yeah. Arbor does that too, but it's like he pulls it out of them as an interviewer. Yeah. Andrew will be what like, like uh, just let them talk. I don't have to do much. Once yeah. you film someone, they'll be like, I want to be on camera. And they'll show. Yeah. Well, not it's war, almost like, like it's like crazy research things. Right. Right, Narvar does like research and will interview as as an interviewer and like at, with the background of like this this historic interviewer of musicians, 
and he'll have that identity tied to him. Whereas, yeah, he's just like a guy with a camera with a suit that's just like a random. <laughs> yeah, because what Narwhal will do Andrews. probably is like he'll like ask it close family and friends, like, "Hey, um, can you yeah. tell me some deep dark secrets?" And like right. he'll really go on the deep web. Like he falls. Search- I think that. Yeah. I'll go deep. Yeah. So speaking of going deep, Kasim G, I think also measures. I think that um and like all gas no breaks really mirrors a lot from Kasim G, and I think almost takes some something from it, and reinvents it a little bit, or like just takes the guy out. Like instead of having a guy who kind of shits on people, it's just like a guy who's also just as clueless as the rest of us. Yeah. You know, the, the reason I've been, like, on an interview binge is, like, I kind of, like, want to try that out myself. I kind of did the mock-up interview with you, you know, talking oh, about yeah, your yeah. game design. I just find it such a fascinating art form, yeah. trying to, you know, dissect a person. Do you, like, um, have you seen, uh, or, or, like, who's your favorite interviewer, do you think? of? I'd say of Late Night. Late Night. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Conan's pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say Conan. Is probably. I'll say this is actually a good segue. I say the worst what? is Ellen. Ellen, have you heard about the recent controversy with Ellen? Anyone? Well, so here's the what I've always known about Ellen is like she's always been actually very rude to her writers. Yeah, not known, but like I've always heard the rumors about that and how she's really like a very bitter kind of person, and she can she has like temper issues and yeah, even though she's very nice, she'll she'll be very it's like, cutthroat. Um, Passive aggressive, passive aggressive, but also just angry. Because that's actually like, what's going on right now in the world. Everyone's finally coming to the realization that is true. That and Ellen is what uh, everything you said and more. Dang, what else? I think she said. Um, I don't know if this was her or another celebrity, but she was like, "Hey, uh, hey, do you remember my name? Oh no, I only remember the names of the white people here." You know, like Ellen said that stuff, stuff like that, or like Ellen would be like, "Yo, uh, just like comments like, yo, uh, stop chewing gum. It's not gonna like, you know, fix your bad breath or weird stuff like that." It was just a bunch of stuff like that. Oh, and I mean, that she kind of be just comedian. She like underpays her um, crew during the COVID pandemic, all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah, like she was always terrible to her writers. I've heard that. Yeah. So now her entire crew is like making ac- accusations of that sort of stuff. And, you know, yeah. there's rumors of like sexual misconduct going on, like Harvey Weinstein type of stuff. What? From Ellen? Yeah. <laughs> or like around the workplace from like people she's friends with. Okay. But it's like all that combined. And then they made a statement that I was like, the stuff they say about the show is not true. Uh, we're denying these accusations, but it's like, you, dude, thirty out of thirty people accused you. Dang. So, yeah, and so there's this petition that's like, replace Ellen with Eric Andre, and don't even <laughs> change the name of the show. Just Ellen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, that would be amazing. I'd be very impressed with the with everything about that. <laughs> Just That'd like the amazing. same audience. Just soccer moms. Yeah. Just yeah. soccer moms watching like, Eric Andre. Like, even famous celebrities, like, Brad Garrett, um, 
I don't really know what he's from. I forget. Yeah. And, you know, Dakota Johnson and all sorts of people yeah. are, like, going on Twitter, yeah. like, screw Ellen. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it makes sense. a lot of that. So, yeah, I've been trying to research, um, you know, good interview techniques. Cool. And I really like all gas, no breaks, and Nardwar and all that. Yeah. You know. Because it's more, and it's also very gorilla. Like, it's very, um, I can see why. You don't yeah. need a show. You don't need some fixed, like, personality. You can kind of just go out, be a regular guy. You're like a regular guy figuring stuff out with a quirk. Yeah. So for, like, my YouTube channel, I don't know any celebrities. So what I'm going to do is just, like, do interviews with friends. Do okay. Do one-on-ones. That's so cool. I thought see, the one I did with you about. was pretty good. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, I, I have um, my friend Kyle. He's, like, an aspiring um, musician artist. So uh-huh. that I think that would be a really interesting interview. Like, someone who's not, say, famous, per se, but yeah. who has potential. Yeah, yeah. So who's I, working I, I just want to go on. into that niche corner of, like, you know, people unexplored that, you know, I don't care about the views. It'd just be interesting. Yeah. You know, like, watch out, Serafina. I'm about to interview you. You can be interviewed. Yeah. Absolutely not. I will not share anything. <laughs> oh, wow. Actually, it's funny. I was reading more on your personality type, and it says, like, for your career paths, it's, like, you want to focus on the people rather than, like, the systems and spreadsheets. Oh. And when you said, like, I just want to focus on interviewing people, not really care about, like, <laughs> the views or whatever, I was like, oh. oh there okay. you go. There you go. Makes sense. <laughs> Stick into my natural, natural default protagonist like character protagonist <laughs> everybody watch out i'm a big deal <laughs> <laughs> the world revolves around yeah the protagonist story i guess we'll wrap up this podcast uh you know yeah just want to say how are you guys actually during this covid thing for us I, i've said this well you can answer after too but i think for me and i think you too um it's been very preferable. We're both introverts. We're not. We're not like you. We're not extroverted. Like, no. But the thing just, is, like, I am kind of an introverted extrovert. Like, I see. Yeah. In yeah. my past years, I would prefer not to Ambivert. go to parties, and if I was at a party, I'd be like, sit on the couch. But nowadays, I'm like, yo, I kind of want to film the action. What's <laughs> going on over there? That's interesting. I could like share yeah. some stories from this. I feel that too. See, I feel like that'd be fun if we, I feel like there'd be a time, there was a time in college where we both could have gone to a party together and then just sat down and like on a couch there and just talked and it would have been much, like I would have enjoyed that a lot more. (laughs) No, I enjoy both sides of that actually. It's like, I want to talk, talk to everyone because everyone has a story. There you go. Yeah. The people first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But wait, so how about you? What do you think, Serafina? Um. At the beginning of COVID, I was nervous because I don't do well not being around people. Uh-huh. Um, but right now, I've gotten so well into a system of not seeing anyone, not really talking to a lot of people, that going back to school and having to talk to people, I'm like, I really don't want to do it's that. It's very exhausting. Yeah, yeah, I get a sense of that from a lot of people that are like, dude, I forgot how to like communicate with people. I don't know where my social cues go. And I'm sensing it with myself. I kind of like lost the ability to have some eye contact with people. It's like, oh (laughs) my God. Gotta remember to look at them. I don't know how to formulate sentences. And this is the (laughs) fact that we do podcasts. Like, exactly. Like, oh my God. Oh man. You know, it's upsetting to see like a lot of people not taking COVID seriously. 
Uh, you, you know Smash Mouth, right? Yeah, yeah. You know their hit song. You know. Hey now, you're an all-star. Game on, get paid. Hey you know? now. Everyone knows yeah, that yeah. classic hit from yeah. America's sweetheart, Shrek. You know? Anyways, Smash Mouth did a concert. You know? Oh. And a lot hey. of people attended. And, you know, it just goes to show a lot of people just don't care. You know, people like Smash yeah. Mouth and Jake Paul. Jake Paul. I know Smash Mouth probably is the type to not care. But wait, Jake Paul, also the type to not care. Yeah. What about, what did he do? Your dog, Jake Paul, throwing out parties here, getting arrested. Oh my, you know. what a Sorry, not getting yeah, arrested. did someone raid his house? Yeah, sorry, he didn't get arrested. He, um, or maybe he did. I wouldn't be surprised. He's dead. No, yeah, somebody raided his house, and he had a bunch of guns. You know, this is right after the fact that he threw a huge COVID party. It's like, dang, bro. I can't believe you're that rich. Of course he is. He's he's a you huge know, YouTuber. People buying that merch. Yeah, he sells that merch. Honestly, it's these kids who buy his shit and make him very wealthy. Yeah. It's tragic. It's like, it's holy shit. Trouble. Like, people might die because of Jake Paul. <laughs> Can well, you I mean, that? he doesn't really care. He films people dead on trees. No, yeah. that's um Logan. Oh, that's Logan Paul? Yeah. doesn't matter. They're both brothers. They're both the same. Exactly. Jake Paul's not better <laughs> in a lot of ways. Maybe Jake Paul wanted, uh, you know, people to die so his brother can film it. Is that a car? That Oh, man, yeah, that's a car. Are, are those Sims cars? Sims? Unfortunately, Speaking yeah. of Sims, let's get right back into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's definitely, we're an hour 30 in. Yeah. Looking forward to that. You get some, gotta play some Sims, guys. Oh, I'd be down. <laughs> we gotta get back into our Sims. They should do Sims multiplayer. They do they? That has been a thing. Yeah, people have it. That. Yeah. Like it's they had it for the PlayStation Two for Sims Two. Was you it could good? have multiplayer. What did but you do? But that's the only time they've ever had it. Why? Why not others? Not sure. Was it good? It was so good. Dang. What did what was it? What did you do? What were the well? It's basically split screen, and you both are playing people. Dang, oh, that's what? crazy. No, I meant like online multiplayer. Yeah, that no. I think I feel the like. Only... Oh, go ahead. Go on. Oh, I was just saying, like they tried to do it with like you can share items and have like a a page where you share things with sims but mm. no like you can't actually go to their world i feel like if they ever did one um it would play a lot like life that game game of life yeah or whatever it's called yeah <laughs> or you like kind of vr chat but like sims <laughs> oh yeah i'm on that new video game grind to wrap it up <laughs> i've been playing uh among us and fall guys I'm about to upload a Fall Guys video on my channel. Oh shit, check that out. Very fun game. You know, I'm downloading Valorant as we speak. Valorant? Oh my. It's not called Valorant? I, you know, I don't, I'm not the person to ask, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. <laughs> and, you know, watch out, Sean, I'm about to beat you in chess. Yeah, check it, Sean. Yeah, the protagonist always Direct wins. call out. Oh, <laughs> That is funny that it's called the protagonist. Oh like, my God. <laughs> it seems like the supreme type. Like. Yeah, right? That's number one. <laughs> number one is the protagonist. Like, what's the other guy? Antagonist? 
Um, yeah, is there an antagonist? Yeah. I don't know. Instigator. There you go. Instigator. Yeah. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. Yeah. Um, we'll link all the socials and the following. Thank you, Serafina, for being here with us. Yeah. I'm happy to replace Sean. <laughs> just all dicks at Sean. Just like edit, edit that, edit that out. <laughs> just edit the. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I hope this, this was to your standard. Has been provided and supported by viewers like you. One eight hundred five eight eight three five eight five hundred five. There you go. Bye. See ya. Wap. <laughs>